to Ouija Broads. This is Devin. This is Liz. Hi, buddy. It's been a while since we taped. It has. Well, this is technically going to be episode 99 <laughs> because <laughs> we got to tape episode 100 together and yeah. it worked out well enough timing wise that I didn't want to mess with it. Yeah. But also, we technically hadn't really released an episode that was officially 99, so yeah. I guess this will be it, and I'm very excited to hear what you brought to me, because we had challenges we had for challenges. this taping session. We did. I, I challenged you to do something that was a thing that happened, and I think I put capitals mm, on that, you rather did. than a person or an animal. It's so frustrating. It's so mm. frustrating. I don't want to talk about a thing that happened. I want to talk about an animal I can poke or a person I admired. Or you can poke. I, that I also can <laughs> poke. Before we get into my challenge, and you can rate me whether or not I did good, because there are people and animals involved, but it's still a thing that happened. Do we want to thank some new patrons? We definitely do. And I don't remember when we last did this, so I might go back a little too far, and then you can get double thanks. Double thanks. And that's just... The kind of service we give here. <laughs> it's like so, when you get a fortune cookie with two fortunes. Yeah. What are you going to do? Send that back? No, you're not. You're just going to take like, both fortunes. Or like the little Starburst, like you get on Halloween and you open it and it's two pinks. <laughs> yeah. You just described my like perfect childhood. Yeah, you got to buy a lottery ticket that day. <laughs> yeah, you, and you really don't. You already won. You already won. You already won. It's not going to get better. I would like to thank Catherine, Victoria, Rachel, and Aaron. How far back should I go? Did I get Brian? Eric? Yeah, I think so. I Aaron think in did. particular has been going through and commenting on stuff, which is fun and also yes. slightly mystifying because I don't always remember what we said. <laughs> oh man, it's hard? kind of like living in a bunch of different conversations at once, and then somebody will be like, "Yeah, that happened to me once," and I'm like. What did? (laughs) (laughs) I've come unstuck in time. Well, I feel so bad for people sometimes because they start a conversation with you on social media. And then I see that there's a Facebook notification. So I just barge my ass in there being like, hey, hey, tell me again. I didn't hear it the first time and I'm not going to go back and read. Just say that was a very nice way for you to, to, you know, not call me out directly for being like a message and going in and like you're talking to somebody and then I don't know how to make it be on red again so you get a notification. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, somebody's talking. Oh no, somebody's talking to Devin. Oh no. Anyway, you messed it my up. My point is thank you, Catherine, Victoria, Rachel. And Aaron and Eric. For good luck, I'll throw you in there, Eric. Yeah, good job, Eric. If you're interested in getting in on this, patreon.com slash Ouijabrods. Did you say you sent out patron gifts today? Did I, I remember that? got them right? today. Well, I mean, Ooh. they're going in the mail today, friends. So here you go. Cool. It's a little Ugh. time capsule. I'm speaking to you from the past, because by the time you hear this, you should have gotten your stickers. do <laughs> Tell me a story. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story about a thing. A thing. Today's event, the thing I'm telling you about, is Tacoma's biggest maritime disaster, which is... (gasps) Maritime disasters? Maritime disasters! It's the sinking of the, well, 
<laughs> Couldn't find anywhere that would pronounce it for me, so we're going to pronounce it the way I'm reading it, which is the Andalana. Andalana? Yeah. A-N-D-E-L-A-N-A. Andalana. Yeah, that sounds right. The Andalana. This happened in Tacoma in 1899. I'm going to start right away by saying this isn't the weird part, but I did notice there's some date inconsistency in researching this online. The Mm. Seattle Times says it sank between January 6th and 7th because it sank sometime at night. So yeah. between 6th and 7th, 1899, but University of Washington and another source that I used said it was between January 13th and 14th, 1899. What the hell? That is a big, I that's thought it would be like, difference. is it the 6th and the 7th or the 7th and 8th? I'm like, no, no. that's a week. That's a big week. We're going to go with January 13th and 14th, 1899, because not only do I trust University of Washington, sorry, Seattle Times, but also there's a, a, an article from a San Francisco newspaper on January 14th, and this is the front page, and it was such a big deal as the largest maritime disaster in our area at the time that seems likely to me it would have been same-day news. Happens immediately. I follow your logic. That That's pretty compelling. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. So in telling this, if you go out and research it later – if you find something that's more promisingly accurate and you want to tell me that I'm wrong, go for it. But we're going with January 13th, January 14th, 1899. As one of approximately a thousand recorded shipwrecks in mm-hmm. Washington waters, <laughs> this is not weird by virtue of being a shipwreck, right? It's weird because there's bizarre little spooky satellite stories around it. And some of them I'll just mention to you. Some of them I'll be like, whatever, I can debunk that shit. And some I'm just like, oh, that's a really weird serendipitous little moment. That's one of, you know, a thousand small actions that we take in a day that then have major ramifications on our life or loss of it. But what's ultimately really weird about the sinking of the Andalana is that it was a 300-foot-long, four-masted ship, 500 yards from shore, in a busy, active commercial bay, and it sank without a single witness or survivor. What the hell? Wait, what? No wonder they didn't know what day it happened. No wonder they didn't know. It was like the 14th bird. (laughs) Have you seen the Andalana lately? (laughs) I think I saw that at the bar last weekend. We I went feel like out. I haven't heard from the Andalana for a while. Yeah, God. Well, let's look on the social media, see if she's checked in lately. Did you find your iPhone set up for the Andalana? Yeah. Okay, it, wait, so four masted, <laughs> so it's a sailing ship? It's a not sailing a ship. ship. Okay. Correct. It's a sailing ship. It's a commercial sailing ship that was, uh, it's a bark, B-A-R-Q-U-E, but also mm-hmm. B-A-R-K. Uh, and that means it's a, it's a type of sailing ship that had at least three masts that were connected in a certain way. I didn't care that much to look into it. But suffice to say, if you know about ships, you know what a bark is. And this was a British-built bark. And it was built in England in 1889, launched, in, uh, launched from Liverpool. And she had sailed for 10 years. She'd been all over the fucking world, dude. Like... 
New York, Japan, China, Australia, the British Isles, back again, over here, over that way. Apparently, she was very fast as well for the time. Um, she made a sailing from Hong Kong to San Francisco in 31 days. I'm not bad. Okay. I don't have a reference for it, but it sounded quick to me for a sailing ship. Yeah, that feels good. I feel like it took the Mercer crew that long just to get from New York to Seattle. <laughs> it's just, I know, right? Poor little boys. <laughs> but she went all over the place. Most recently, before she made it to Commencement Bay, she'd come from Shanghai to Port Angeles and offloaded a cargo of steel. She was in a haunted steel. Haunted steel. <laughs> she was in Commencement Bay waiting for haunted wheat going to Queenstown. <laughs> but she was hanging out there, and I guess Commencement Bay was known for being deep and calm. Deeper waters are apparently less choppy. They're calmer. It was a good place to anchor a big ship. Fuck ton of ships were in the bay just in general, but specifically at the time she she sank. I feel like you can tell just because unlike a lot of things, it's not named like the Bay of Destruction. (laughs) It's not. This is not Cape Disappointment. Or or one of the the many super sad names we have around here. They're just like, no, what's up? Commencement Bay. Commencement. Commencement. You You can can get started on things. You can start your journey from here. What happened was she had a pretty small crew anyway. But 10 of them are like, okay, cool. What's up, Captain? You've been a captain for 20 years. You've captained this ship for five You're great, but we're going to go sign on with some other crews for whatever reasons we have. And then a, while they're in, in the bay, while they're, they're moored, one of the, not an intern, what the fuck do you call those? An apprentice. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, don't laugh. I'm definitely calling the interns cabin boys from now on. The interns have to share a gun. (laughs) They have to share a gun. (laughs) You get a hammock and a little stripey piece of cloth. I don't care if you put it around your head or around your waist, but you only get the one. (laughs) Don't lose it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this apprentice, um, some reports said he took ill. Other reports said he had an abscessed tooth. The point is he leaves the ship to go find a surgeon on land. So what we're left with are the captain, 16 crew members, and according to the one photo I found, two dogs who are unfortunately <gasps> unnamed. No. I know. And they're aboard. Boomer <laughs> and Skip. Do you remember that I had a dog named Boomer? Mm. Mm-hmm. No, I forgot about that. Sorry, I don't mm-hmm. want you to picture your dog on this. That's okay. We can go with Boomer. It's, it's, a, it's a solid dog name. And the dogs in the photo are really super cute. Boomer, you were a beautiful girl, but you were not as cute as these dogs. I'm sorry. (laughs) She's a big fat yellow lab with an orange nose or a pink nose. So these are very scrappy looking, you know, super shipyard dogs. They were fucking on it, man. They were killing rats and they were probably dancing to sea shanties and, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. sharing their one little piece of stripy cloth with the interns. 
They're straight up Nana dogs out of Peter Pan. Straight up Nana dogs. Looking after you. Yeah. Feeding you. Tucking you in at night. Exactly. So, So what we've got, we're going, like I said, with my timeline on January 13th, we'll say that evening. The ship's captain is invited by friends on shore to come to dinner with them. And he says, reportedly, no, a captain's place is aboard his ship. So he stays on board. We've got the captain, 16 crewmen, two dogs. It's the evening of January 13th, and they're moored in calm waters 500 yards offshore. It starts to rain. And then with the rain, we get some wind. So now we've got a proper squall going. And the thing about the Andalana is that she's empty. She's waiting for her cargo. But right now, she's mm. just a giant fucking empty vessel. She yeah, has, she's riding high. Riding high is what they say. She's got no ballast. And what they've done to help stabilize her before she gets her cargo is they've attached her with metal chains to what they call ballast logs. And these are gigantic logs floating on the waves beside her. So it's like me in a public toilet, desperately gripping the railings on either side of me. Evocative. Very evocative, right? So that's what this is doing. These are supposed to kind of help stabilize her. Yeah. Can I ask? Yeah. In 1899 was January 13th a Friday? Fuck. Let's find out what day of the week was January January 13th, 1899. Was a Friday? <gasps> was I right? We were right. <gasps> yeah. What the fuck? What I'm so glad happened? I asked. On, I'm so glad on this. What happened on January 13th, 1899? No entries found. We all are false. Fucking wrong. What day of the week was January, what did I say? Sixth. January 6th, 1899. was also a Friday, right? Yeah, because it's a week earlier. This is a week earlier. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. We're okay. (laughs) What happened the night of January 13th and the early hours of January 14th are, like I said, a mystery because no one saw the ship actually sink. And everyone who was on board died. There. Is it because it was just so dark? Well, there was a storm. It was dark. Yeah. But it was instant. It was so Whoa. quick. Here's what the uh, this January 14th article in the San Francisco newspaper said when the day dawned, wherein she had been riding, apparently secure, at dusk last night, there was but a blank stretch of waters. God, that'd be disconcerting. A 300-foot boat just... Wouldn't that be bizarre? Yeah. So I guess what happened was there was a storm. Everybody's battening down their hatches. No one is paying attention specifically to this ship, but certainly none of the watches and none of the nearby ships, they didn't hear anything. They didn't see any fires. They know no other ship struck her. When they woke up, there was just, like you said, this missing space where 300 feet of ship had been a few hours before. And what they pretty immediately find is that there's a swamped lifeboat that had drifted to shore, a mattress with the Andalana's name on it, 
and one of the ballast logs with a broken chain attached to it found floating. What the hell hit the Andalana that hard and not the other ships around it? It apparently, what investigators pieced together was that during the storm, because she was riding high, you know, she was just bobbing like a little cork, right? Mm -hmm. So what they Mm -hmm. surmise happened, gusts of winds up to almost 40 miles an hour. And Mm -hmm. what they can, as far as they could tell, was she tipped almost entirely port side. So her starboard side, the right side is what's up in the air and it brought with it the starboard ballast log. Oh, geez. Out of the water? Out of the water. A weak link in the chain snapped. And so that, the log rolls off. She now is being pulled under by that. Oh, my God. That's so terrifying. They said she likely sank in a matter of minutes. One weak link and what was supposed to be balancing her out is now dragging her to the bottom. Totally dragging her to the bottom. This article in the San Francisco Call goes on to say, How the seamen struggled to escape can only be imagined, but without doubt they had scarcely leapt from their bunks to the inflowing waters before their vessel had struck bottom, 23 and a half fathoms below the surface. Yeah, one lifeboat, and there's, what, 20-some people on the boat? 17. And nobody, one one lifeboat gets launched. They don't even think mm. the lifeboat was launched. It just came undone oh and God. floated, swamped inland. Yeah. Well, because of the, the tipping of it, yeah. I imagine either you're asleep or even if you're standing up, you're thrown against the wall. And totally. then in the 90 seconds it takes you... To stand up and check yourself over for broken bones, you're underwater. You're underwater. You're Yeah, you're done. You're below decks. You're in your berth. Done. Absolutely. Completely. I, I guess that's great that it's immediate, I suppose. I mean, I don't want to drown whether it takes an hour or whether it takes five minutes. But mm-hmm. I guess at least it was immediate. That's not where the deaths associated with the Andalana end, though. They're still trying to piece together what happened to the Andalana. Did it really sink? We know it was here. We've seen these things come ashore. But this is before the investigators fully know what happened. And they send a diver down. An old-timey diver, 1899. Oh, good God. Send a diver down to see if he can find it, right? So, wow. Wow. Put on this brass aquarium (laughs) on your head. (laughs) Get in a Tin Man outfit. And we're yeah. going to hook up basically a garden hose to your yeah, helmet. Step one, rock that steampunk aesthetic. <laughs> step two, die at the bottom of the water. So poor guy goes down, finds the shipwreck, comes back up, says, fuck y'all, I found it. What's up? Ship totally fucking down there, just like you said it was. I'll be right back. I'm going to go down and look again. No, dude, no, 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 no. <laughs> he dies. He drowns because his rigging is fouled on his second dive. Why did he go back? <laughs> Why? It's not like he's going to take pictures for the insurance claim. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's no reason now to go down. There's nothing to scrap. There's no value. It had zero cargo. It had 17 men, two dogs, a big fucking log with some chain that we already know part of sucks. 
the forensic fact you can establish is, is it there or not? <laughs> and he done did it. He done did it. Why he done back? I don't know. All you're going to get to do is see some dead people. Is it he was a weirdo? He's not the only weirdo. There's been at least one other diver who died investigating this wreck. When was that? I don't know. I can't find a good date. I just find it referenced a lot. But I do know that in 1954, another diver went down because they're like, well, historic value. And they brought up some metal, some iron rails, apparently, from the wreck. And Ah, yes, the eternal question of Ouija broads. When does grave robbing differentiate (laughs) itself from archaeology? (laughs) Uh, These... uh, Iron rails were turned into gavels that were then used by a bunch of Republican clubs around the state. I told you haunted steel. I told you. <laughs> haunted gavels. Haunted gavels. So I told you. What we what we got were some iron rails that got turned into haunted gavels. We've got a porthole that is apparently in the Washington State Historical Museum's collection. The wreck was then lost for a while, because ain't nobody going to look for a wreck that kills its divers and also has nothing of value on it. Wait, hold that thought. I just realized, iron gavels? Your daddy's a judge. He is. How much authority do you rap with when you bring an iron gavel? I always have thought they were just made of wood. They are! And you're like, bap, bap, bap. But this would be like, bam! Right? What are you doing? Order in the court. I'm gonna fucking concuss you with my hammer. We always concuss you. haunted hammer of iron. Is it not a gavel? It's a hammer. Is that the hammer of justice? That's what it is. Exactly. All right, Mjolnir's all around for all the judges in town. (laughs) Meow, meow. Hooray. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. So the most unusual relic. I was just thinking about about that. (laughs) Gavel, gavel, gavel. It gets fucking weirder. (laughs) The most unusual relic is owned by or caretaken by the Tacoma Historical Society. They have a scale model of the ship I approve made out of wood that was salvaged from the country's worst streetcar disaster which happened July 4th 1900 in Tacoma do you want ghosts cause that's how you get ghosts Hello, I used the the remnants, I used the carcass of this disaster to make a haunted image of this other disaster. A graven image of this yes. other tragedy. Just gonna double down on what set of ghosts I might attract. I might get both and they can compare notes. <laughs> just, and, and they can come to order with these fucking cursed gavels. Flam, flam, flam. <laughs> <laughs> goddamn iron hammers made from the bones of a shipwreck a cursed Seriously. shipwreck that's not the only curse that we can talk about okay. yeah cause everybody's treating this like a body they found in like a dark ages folk song they're like oh I'm gonna make a harp from the breastbone yes. and the strings will be her hair you weirdo the body swans fuck off Dead with body. that <laughs> Dead lady. Get down. Don't 
oh my we God. don't do arts and crafts when we find dead bodies. <laughs> yeah, you do, you do this morbid DIY project. <laughs> and you bring, like, play it for the king, like, look. <laughs> look at my nifty corpse music. Isn't it great? <laughs> yeah. And then it, you know, explains what happened. Maybe that was the theory here. They're like, we're going to make a haunted replica of yeah. it and maybe it'll like act out what happened yeah. this is forensic exactly this is investigatory. It's investigatory we'll put it in little timmy's bath and we'll see what happens yeah. poltergeist ass <sighs> shit what the fuck <laughs> good god but like i said that's not the only curse legend like associated with it well i mean not that that's a curse yes. but you know what i mean like it, it is the way i do it. it is the way you do it, it gets weirder yeah. this photo i told you about there's this, it's, it's a gorgeous photo it's a, of 15 men and the two ship dogs. The curse part that I, I want to tell you about is that there's this legend surrounding the surviving photograph of the crew. There's a maritime photographer named Wilhelm Hester, apparently, and he's responsible for taking this really, really striking photo of 15 men and two dogs aboard the Andalana. And the story goes that, again, depending on which source you're reading, he took it on January 13th or January 6th, the day before she sank. Wow. And everyone in that picture was dead before he even had the film developed. Ooh. So it's said that he was devastated by this and he refused forever after to photograph an entire crew throughout his entire career. He said he was worried that he, you know, cursed or jinxed um, uh, the crew by having them all appear in the frame at the same time. And so apparently whenever he took group photos of ships from then on, he required that at least one crew member step out of the frame. And I read That's this. That's not super logical, but also I understand that was oh, very traumatic. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so was the was the apprentice in the picture mm, or no? Yeah. See, that's where I'm like, you have 15 fucking people in this photo, but we know 17 people drowned. So fuck you. This doesn't even like. I was so mad at this article because it was such a cool way to sum up the article, and then you just simply count, you know, the number of the dudes. Math in the, doesn't work. Math out. Doesn't work. University of Washington does own, I guess, the, the images in their archives, and they make a point on the image file to say that it's, you know, a totally apocryphal story. They don't even know that it was made in January. They know that it was made sometime between October 1898 and January 13th, 1899. Huh. So I think it's a cool layer of the story and i understand why it would be really easy to attach this like jinxed photographer dealing with his own curse kind of thing to the story but i can't make that add up and that it, it needs another round of edits it, i feel right, like it's so right? it's so close it's to so having close. like the the bone chillingness of it. It's so close. It just would be, that story could be so fucking heavy and poignant. But then when you count the numbers, it totally falls apart. So why even put that in? Why? I think it's, it's haunting enough to say every single man in this photo perished. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or within months. Mm-hmm. W- well, they pretty much looked like this. Yeah. On this ship. Yeah. Like, they're standing there in the picture with most of the people they're going to die with and the thing that's going to kill them. Exactly. That's killing enough. Right? Right? Yeah. Super fucked up. The whole line, the Andalana line, apparently was known for ill luck. So here we have one final layer of curses or bad luck or fate or it's kind of like, uh, what were the Titanic sister ships like the Britannica and the Europa or something? You know, the, um, uh, you're right. It was the Britannic. And the Olympic. Olympic. But didn't, you know, wasn't there a problem with those lines? They, the Titanic sank and the Britannic ran aground or something like that. Yeah, but also, like, ships in general are kind of in a high-risk line of activity. (laughs) Plus, you throw in a couple world wars. I suppose so. But the the Andalana line, I guess... Suffered a similar, whether it's just by the fact of, like you said, you're in a high risk occupation, for lack of a better word. But I guess uh, shipmasters in particular felt the line was maybe unlucky because the Andrina had gone ashore on Vancouver Island. The Andera uh, was lost at sea. The Americano, they thought. Are these the was daughters of Triton? Sea. They are all the daughters of Triton. <laughs> <laughs> None of them were deserving of their own spinoff, and yet they're crammed <laughs> down our throats. <sighs> Sorry. How did Ariel not look like a single one of them or her father? Yeah, they're all the same age, and it was all, like, two years older than her somehow. They were laid in a clutch. I don't know. I was going to say, are they fry? Are are mermaids uh, yeah. born like sharks, where they're live babies? Or are they laid like Finding Nemo eggies? Or do mermaids eat each other in the womb like sharks? <gasps> sharks do not do that. Okay, Devin, sure they don't. <gasps> they don't? Oh. <laughs> they do? It's a tough life. It's a tough life. I That's for disgusting. Sure. Who does that? Who is in the pitch fucking black and bumps into something and goes, hmm, I'm a little rumbly in my tumbly. Better start chowing down. And yeah, they, fuck you. They eat their siblings in utero. Stop it. <laughs> Seriously? Are you fucking with me? You could totally be no. fucking with me. Yeah, the largest embryo eats all but one of its siblings. Get on that, pro-lifers. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, anywhere I go, I am the largest fucking embryo in the room. I will eat all y'all motherfuckers. That's the energy. That's the energy yeah. I'm coming You're the biggest with. embryo in the uterus. Big eat all the other ones. embryo energy. why does it eat all of them but one so it just keeps one twin where it's like no no it just it eats all the other ones because it wants its genes because the other ones might be from different shark fathers what the fuck does it care uh evolution no. Is why it cares. No, it. Oh my god. Oh my god. It would want other shark fathers so that it can potentially mate with half siblings instead of full siblings. This is terrible. 
That is some long-range thinking that is not a shark's way of life, I think. You would know more about a shark's way of life than I would, so I will let you be the expert here. Suffice to say, I don't approve. I'm not on board. I don't like sharks. Noted. Officially officially noted in the official log how you feel about that. Thank you. Okay, so all these ships were running into trouble, so all they these thought ships the line trouble. was cursed. They thought maybe the line was unlucky. Maybe not cursed, but they were known for having what I read as, quote, ill luck among shipmasters. Also, aren't sailors, like, notoriously superstitious? Ah, uh, yeah. Like, fucking... All of our superstitions come from sailors. I'm pretty sure the don't walk underneath a ladder is somehow tied to ships. I don't know how you shouldn't have a ladder on a ship, right? What the fuck are you going to do with a ladder? You just you just climb up the fucking mast. It's a built-in ladder. You don't need one of those. But I'm pretty sure every superstition we have originates with ships and sailors. Wow. Don't you think? Yeah. I know we sure use a lot of their slang and their weird terms. I like the cut of his jib. Mm, that is a hot phrase, though. Is it? Don't you think? I don't know. It I feel like it's a very, like, I'm a 900-year-old Victorian wizard phrase. Like, I yeah. like the cut of your jib, young man. Yeah, well, when you say it like that, when you sound like you're talking to me through, like, a fucking gamma phone... But if I was to come up to you in a bar and be like, "Sup, girl, I like the cut of your jib. Wouldn't you like panty drop for me right then? It's a fucking hot race. What do you do with a drunken sailor? <laughs> Early in the morning. <laughs> Finish your story. Finish your curse story. No, no. Way hey and up she rises. Way hey and up she. What an awful yeah. song. <laughs> I can also sing you most verses from Rawhide if you were so inclined to listen. <laughs> <laughs> or Ghost Riders in the Sky, Liz. These are the songs of my childhood. Your childhood spans like a 75 year range. <laughs> it's really wild. <laughs> well, that's it. Okay. That's, that's the end of my story. There are reported hauntings throughout Commencement Bay. People see swimmers that dive down and never come up again. They see people in rowboats who mysteriously vanish into the fog and don't come up again. Or a gentle swell will obscure them for a moment and then they're gone. You can hear voices coming across the water with no person visible. And some people, of course, believe that Maybe these ghosts, some of them, are related to this sunken ship. But there's no ghost story that I could find online that was, and I saw a 300-foot, four-masted ship in the harbor, and then all of a sudden it was gone. So nothing... With two dogs. Oh, with two dogs. So nothing directly related. But apparently, I mean, we've talked about Tacoma being haunted before, but apparently mm -hmm. Commencement Bay has adjacent ghost stories, which are one more layer to this whole bizarre sinking of the Andalana. Yeah. Is the Andalana the only ship that sunk in Commencement Bay? Do you know? No, I don't know. Seems I, unlikely. Seems really unlikely, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, that is so eerie. And yeah, the... So I'm not like a 
a sailor, but my family's (laughs) from, really, my family's from the Great Lakes region. So I grew up around large bodies of water. And I will say like the acoustics and the visuals, all bets are off for like what you can see and what you can hear. And it's like, you know, the whole surface is moving. Yeah. It's very hard to tell how far away things yeah. are. Sound can carry in very strange ways. Yeah. So, like, you can't hear something next to you, and then you hear something that's, you know, half a mile away. Oh, yeah. The whole effect is very eerie. And, wow. I was going to... Yeah, I would find that especially spooky if you knew that there was that ship down there. It evokes that kind of ghost forest thing. Or it doesn't, yeah. Anything yeah. else. Things underwater, man. It's still there, I imagine. Like It's still that, there. That stuff keeps. It keeps They're real still down well. there. The most recent article I read about it was not the Seattle Times. I don't remember if it was the Post-Intelligencer or which it was, but it was the early 2000s, and it was following a man who... Um, treasure not really treasure dives but he he looks up old sunken ships for fun that's his hobby and he was trying to find the andalana and couldn't find it at the time in the early 2000s even though they have a really good idea of where it sank i mean in the hundred years since silt has happened and you know there's obviously a tide so stuff does shift down there it does and then it's not like I'm I'm remembering them flying the Titanic and stuff, right? It's yeah. not like if you are 200 yards away from something that big in real life, you can see it. And if you're in the dark and oh, yeah. cold and stirring up silt with every step you take yeah. and looking through water, it could be right next to you yeah. and you wouldn't know. Oh, God, it's freaky. Fucking freaky. <sighs> I was going to tell I you, it. I think I texted you this, but we went camping this weekend And I completely empathized with every person who's ever said, oh, my God, I totally saw, like, a lake monster. And people are like, oh, you saw a lake monster and you didn't pull out your cell phone. You've got a camera right there and you didn't record it. And they were like, I didn't even think to record it. I was just so intent on watching this. Because this weekend I was camping at a pond. Like, there's no fucking lake monster in it. But we saw something swimming in the water. And I was so just like, what the fuck is that? Are you an otter? Are you a muskrat? Are you a beaver? the fuck is the difference between a nutria and a muskrat are you one of those things (laughs) i know you're not a fish or a turtle because i haven't seen those all fucking day what the hell are you you're two humps making a v cutting through the water that like it didn't even occur to me to pull out my phone and it was it was it was for a goddamn mammal like (laughs) so i totally understand people being in a more um like heightenedly curious state not even thinking man i'm gonna investigate that i'm gonna get evidence because at the time i was just like i really want to know what you are right now i gotta say we had nutria in the canyon at reed and i have to imagine the difference between a muskrat and a nutria is a muskrat does not throw itself into the water (laughs) like an entire nfl linebacker (laughs) just belly flopped from 10 feet off the ground (laughs) So they're like, they're like even dumber than muskrats. They go into the water 
like they're trying to hit you with a wave. <laughs> and so when you're walking along the canyon at night and you're like going along one of the little footbridges and it's not super well lit. And yeah. so, so the college I went to has like this canyon that runs through the middle of it and there's water and there's fish bridges and there's a lot of natural space. So, you know, you take paths through it, but there you can be completely surrounded by trees. Yeah. And then all of a sudden just... <laughs> You're like, oh, I died. I would die. <laughs> what was that? I would shit myself and die. Oh, it's just a nutrient getting in the water like the graceful sea creature it is. What the hell, man? Fucking nutrient. Oh, wow. All right. Well, I'm going to decide. I think that's what it was then. Yeah. There's a nutrient. There's two nutrient. One was holding onto the other one's tail like an elephant in a cartoon. It's totally how they do it so they don't get separated. <gasps> Babies. Oh, shipwrecks, dude. Let's never be a part of one. Yeah, pass. Pass. But so fascinating. I don't know why shipwrecks are so extra amazing to me relative to other disasters, but mm-hmm. is it the- they are. I think it's just because the way that we treat the water that we yeah. live around is is as though it is a surface. We can just sort of glide along like it's the land and occasionally dip into and grab some food or whatever. Right. And it's like, no, you play your cards wrong and now you're underneath. <laughs> and it might as well be space. <laughs> you cannot live there. It is as Dwight Schrute says, never turn your back on the ocean or the dominant turkey during mating season. Truth. Truth. Talk. Yeah. Good one, my friend. All right. Well, you rose to the challenge. 10 out of 10. Thank you. I appreciate you challenging me. I'll be back next week with another animal story because this is weird. <laughs> it's hard to talk about things. I'm like, what's the point? What's what's my focus? This one just peters out where I can say, well, that's not a real myth and that's maybe not a real myth. But this thing happened and there's nothing left for me to pet. Yeah, it's tough. It doesn't end with death. You know? <laughs> I mean, it, it, the death is the middle part. The death is the middle part. Although it did have me start researching the uh, trolley disaster of, man, it put hell trolley to shame. 44 dead, 70 wounded. Wow. Trolley reached speeds of 50 miles an hour when they were rated to go 10. 10 miles oh, an hour. Oh, no. It took off down a hill with five times the amount of people on it than it was supposed to. And I guess people started bailing out at 10 miles an hour knowing something was wrong, but a bunch of other people were like, this is the fastest I have ever traveled that a human has ever traveled in their fucking lives. This is amazing. Uh, I'm going to develop superpowers. (laughs) It it said it, it left, oh God, it was so evocatively disgusting, but just like this giant smear of, of, carnage down the hill after it wrecked it just awful so why the fuck they made a model of a ship out of wood salvaged from that is some it's like the people who make ashtrays out of skulls yeah although i will say that's a good like i'm gonna say tbs series is she's a cool quirky lady who solves crimes by making models of them and then the ghosts associated with the crimes are summoned by the models but she can't reveal that 
to her skeptic FBI partner. Oh. As, yeah. Is there sexual right? tension? Tell me there's sexual tension. Oh, you tension. know it. <gasps> oh, there's so oh, much Oh, I can't tension. wait it. And then in season four, when they finally get together, the franchise is just... <clears throat> yeah, but it keeps going for three seasons. Yeah, exactly. Even having a baby doesn't help. Even No, it doesn't help even a little bit. All right, my friends. We would love for you to continue to join us. You know you have episode 100 to look forward to since we already... Yeah. In the future past. In the future past since we already <laughs> edited it and possibly put it out before this one. However... It's already out, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't see it when I looked this morning, so... <laughs> it's been out for a week. That is why oh, I didn't see it. About? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Edit yes! this out? How do I not know my brand this way? It's been out for a week? No, it hasn't. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't put it out yesterday. Today's not Monday. Today's Tuesday. Good God. We're never going to make it to episode 102. I'm clearly, I'm in the future past, stuck here Yay. by myself. God, Liz, sorry about that. Anyway, go ahead and... No, it's all good. So I think you're confused, because I put the fragrance episode out on the 13th, and then episode 100 was on the 20th, Oh, which is why we're taping now, because we got to get something out we... for next week. Gotcha. I'm sorry. I thought yeah. I thought 100 was coming out this week, and we were two weeks. Anyway. Folks, we hope that you join us to continue the conversation, of course, on Facebook, also on Instagram, and on Twitter. You can always go to OuijaBroads.com for show notes. We are in the works. I like how you say show notes, show like we've done show notes done show since, notes like, the forever. last presidential administration. I know. I don't know what the login is. And you send it to me, and then I lose it, and then it has to get changed, and I lose it again. But you should go check out the website, because it's fucking badass. It's yeah, I just wrote a guide of books that we like a lot. Yeah. Or these books that I like a lot because I just made it up yesterday out of my brain. Rude. And talked about like, hey, you know, I love Spooky Spokane. Here's where you can get it. And here are the episodes that have stories from it. Well, I'll Stuff like that. update that with some of my own reads. It'll be great, kids. Okay. So check us out there. We want you to check us out on Podbean, on iTunes, wherever you're listening to us right now is probably where you should keep listening to us because that negates an extra step. Liz, what else do mm -hmm. we want folks to do? We want them to go to Patreon, of course, please. Mm -hmm. And thank you again to our new patrons. Thank you so much, friends. I don't think we've asked people in a while, but if you have not thrown us a rating, please do. It helps, especially to counter out the slim margin of people who would like us ladies to swear less or digress less or anything. Get which, bent. you know. Uh, it's fully their privilege to do so, but that's a different show, and this is our show, and, and that's what we do. So, you know, if this if this flavor is your flavor, then give us a review and explain why, and it'll help other people find it, I guess. I guess. And make sure you're subscribed, because whenever we're putting out random interstitial stuff, like the perfume episode that came out a week before the 100th episode... You're not going to know to look for that unless you have set up your podcatcher, whatever it may be, to just grab stuff automatically. Damn so it's right. Wise. It's super wise. Yeah. There you go. I think that's what I want them to do, Liz. I think I also... Are, are we at the end? Are we at the part where I say yeah. the thing? Cool. We can be. We can be. I think I also want them to live weird. Die weird. And stay weird, Liz. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. 
Just sit right back and yeah. hear a tale, a tale of a faithful trip. That started from this tropic port with this tiny ship. Ha <laughs> ha!